Would you turn, please, in, in the Bible to the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews 11 is the great faith chapter. Amen? You do understand that anybody that's anybody in heaven has faith. <laughs> that's right. Anybody that does anything on the earth in the kingdom of God has faith. There's no escaping that. You see somebody that has done exploits. God's used them. You know one thing. Faith. Do you like faith? I love faith. I don't have to know you. If you got any faith, I like you. Immediately. I'm serious. I love faith. I'm in good company. God likes it too. I know Phyllis and I were at a place a number of years ago and a man got up. I'd never seen him before. He began to speak. He hadn't spoken five minutes. I turned and said, I like him. <laughs> she said, why do you don't even know him? I said, he's got faith. <laughs> I like him. Amen. The words of faith nourish us, don't they? It's not just knowledge. It's not just spouting off precepts and principles when there's faith in it. You know, some people talk about faith and some people have it. Amen. That's why, you know, some people get up and read Scripture and it's just like ho-hum. But some people just read the Bible. You ever heard Brother Hagin just read Scriptures and you go, whoo, glory. <laughs> why? He's reading it with faith. Amen. When you pray in faith, there's power. When you speak in faith, there's power. Amen. Laying on of hands may just be so much ritual for some folk, but when the minister does it in faith, and when the people come up in faith, God is there. Things happen. Bodies change. How many like faith in here beside me? You, I mean, more than like, you love faith. Ah, yeah. Glory. We're going to be okay tonight, I can tell already. Hebrews 11, are you there? Without faith, it's impossible to please God, verse 6 says. And it goes on giving examples of faith. Abel and Enoch and, and Noah and Abraham. Abraham, 99 years old and, and, and had, a, had a child born. But how many know he didn't do that by himself? Sarah was involved in that. And you know, according to this, we're going to read in just a moment, Sarah was not just along for the ride, she had faith. Amen. Abraham had his part, but she had her part. How many know you're not supposed to try to let anybody carry you through life? Someone say, well, my wife, she's a good prayer. She's the prayer in the family. Well, hey, she can't do your praying for you, big man. She can't hear from God for you. Thank God that she is. Well, my husband, he has faith. Well, yeah, but that's not you having faith. Did you hear me? I've seen numerous times in people that were under our ministry. Maybe they just got started. Maybe they're a baby. And the Lord will let you use your faith for them for a while. But anybody that's a good spiritual parent will wean people off of you onto the Holy Ghost as soon as you can because there's going to come a time you can't. Nobody can have faith just totally for you or just pray totally for you or just totally hear from God for you. Sarah had faith. Verse 11, it said, she's in the book, man, she's in the 11th chapter. You understand that? This is serious. Through faith, also Sarah herself, not her and Abraham, he had his part. This is Sarah herself. Somebody needs to hear this. Sarah herself, everybody say herself. Herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered. Of a child when she was past age. Boy, I like these words. How many know the word of God is God talking to us? Listen to these words. She received strength. Does that sound like something that could be going on tonight? Receiving 
strength. And she was delivered. Hallelujah. Everybody say receive strength. Get delivered. And it tells us the key to this wonderful example. This is such an example of faith. It was pulled out from all the who knows how many thousands upon thousands that occurred through all these years and placed in this book, chapter 11, beside Abraham and, and Moses and Joseph and I mean the heavyweights of faith. Right in the middle of them you got Sarah. She, through faith herself, received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Say that out loud. She judged him faithful. Glory to God. Say it again. She judged him faithful. If you look up some of these words, these are some of the the definitions. She received strength. One says she took strength. Even though when she was past age, uh, definitions say the, the time was past. The season and the opportune time was over. How many understand when it looks like it's over? It it could look like it's too late. It can feel like it's too late. The tests can say it's too late. Do you understand if Abraham and Sarah had showed up at the clinic and said, we're coming for a checkup? Why? We're going to have a baby. 99 and 90? She couldn't conceive when she was 18 or 30? What do you think they would have told her? Well, honey, <laughs> you're past all that. Hmm? You, you done missed your, your season. You done missed your opportunity. You're, you're past that. Listen to me. The devil's a liar. He'll try to tell you, you're too old now. You're too old. You done missed your windows of opportunity. It's past. You passed your prime. You passed this. You missed that. Listen. She was past being past. It wasn't there when she was young. Now she's old. I don't mean just 70, 90. But how many would believe and agree that there is nothing too difficult for God? There's nothing impossible to Him. Oh, glory to God. She received. Everybody say received. There's some people here wanting to receive some things tonight. She received. Amen. And she conceived it in her. And how did she do it? She did it by faith. Faith she had herself. Not the preacher's faith. Not daddy or brothers or sisters or husband's faith. Her faith. And what was it that helped her to have this kind of faith? Tell me again. She judged him, God, faithful. She judged him faithful. Go back with me, please, to the book of Genesis. And let's just camp on this a little while. I want us to get this really strong in us, how this happened. This is a wonderful story. It's not a fairy tale. It happened. And it's held up to us and to all generations as a premium Example of how to believe God. Abraham is held up as a father of faith. Well, Sarah was right there in the middle of it with him. Amen. Somebody say, yeah, but you know, Sarah laughed. I know, we're going to get to that. So did Abram. Isn't it good to know you can have your low spots and still come out? Huh? Huh? I need to say that again. Isn't it good to know that you could have a low spot? Something you're not particularly proud of? Where instead of jumping up and quoting scriptures, you just fell across the bed and cried? 
Huh? Instead of being a man of faith and power, you just kind of wilted and fell over like wet paste and flour. And a low spot. Not one of your finer moments. But how many know that's not the end? It's not the end. You can recover. Amen. You can recover. Peter had a spot that wasn't so fine. Didn't he? Stood out there by the fire. Jesus who? I don't know no Jesus. You got me mixed up with somebody else. Jesus? Stood out there cursed. I don't know him. What you talking about? That was not one of his finer moments. You know, Jesus saw that before it happened. You remember? He told him, Peter, he said, Satan has desired to have you. He wants to sift you and shake you out and down like wheat. But I have prayed for you. Oh, I prayed for you that your faith fail not. And when, not if, when you're recovered, then you go restore and strengthen your brother. Not if, when. God knew you're going to mess up before you messed up, but He chose you anyway because He's got a plan of recovery. Yeah. It's not the end. Genesis, are you there? Genesis 18. Tell me what Sarah decided about God. Huh? That He is faithful. Genesis 18. The Lord, the angels of the Lord appeared and came by Abram's tent. And him being a hospitable man, he reached out to him and invited him in and made him a meal. You know, that's not just Old Testament. The Bible tells us, cautions us to be careful to entertain strangers. Hmm? Be hospitable. Why? Because some have entertained angels, didn't even know it, unawares. And verse 9, they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? He said, "Uh, she's in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old. When the Bible says you're old, you're old. (laughs) Old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. She had gone through the change of life. At 90. Therefore, because of all that, and just plain common sense... And just knowing normal human physiology, Sarah thought that was real funny. (laughs) And she judged God funny. At this point, that's where she was at. She judged him funny. And so she laughed. She laughed and she said within herself, (laughs) yeah... I am so sure. (laughs) I'm 90 years old and I'm this old and I'm going to have pleasure with my Lord. He's 99. I can tell you ain't been around here in a long time. (laughs) She thought that was just real funny. So she's got, she's got, she thought that was funny. You know, the Lord knows what you say inside yourself. (laughs) He knoweth your thoughts afar off, the Bible says. He knoweth while you're just getting ready to think it. (laughs) And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Saying, Shall I have a surety bear a child which am old? Oh, get this, get this, get this. Is anything... Too hard for the Lord. Oh, do you like that as good as I do? Is anything, is anything. 
Well, you know getting $10 million to you before the year's over is just flat too hard. Did you hear how the enthusiasm went down? Just, just like. Well, what if your kidneys hadn't worked in years? Hmm? What if your pancreas hadn't worked in years? I mean, it's, it's old, it's dead, it's dried up, it's basically useless in your body. Say it again. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Mm-mm-mm. Can he get you that money to go to that college you want to go to? I'm talking to somebody. You say, yeah, but I just, I, you know, my, my folks ain't got no money and, and we just grew up over here and, 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 and I'm this and I'm a girl and, and, and I'm Asian and, and I'm... You're judging God funny, but not faithful. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Can you move over to the other side of town? And get that big house. I ain't talking about something. I'm talking about you. You. He said, is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return to you according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. Laugh all you want. <laughs> then Sarah denied. She said, uh, 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 I didn't laugh. Because <laughs> she was afraid. I guess so when the Lord looks up and says, what you laughing about? You think something's too, you think that's too hard for me? She said, oh, I didn't laugh. He said, yeah, you did laugh. That was the end of that conversation. Skip on over to the 20th chapter. 20 verse 1. Abraham journeyed from thence toward the south country and dwelled between Kadesh and Shur and sojourned in Gerar. And Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she's my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. This is for his harem. I don't know if you understood what we said here. This is after the conversation she's had with the Lord where she's back in the tent and laughing about how ridiculous it is because they're so old. And they ride up to Philistine country. And apparently the guys are eyeing Abraham's woman. So much so that the word gets back to the king. He sends people to check it out himself. And he says, I want that woman. I don't know if you're listening to me or not. This is the woman that a few verses ago was laughing in the tent because she's so old. Ninety. At this point, she at least 89 or something at this point. How many grandmas do you know? <laughs> that are getting pulled on to be in harems. Listen, I submit to you, I submit to you, something wonderful is going on in her body. Mm. I said something wonderful is going on in her body. Do we serve a God who can renew your youth like the eagles? Hallelujah. No, the Lord didn't promise that we're going to live down here for thousands of years physically. Yes, the outward man is growing older, but I think a lot of people settle for way less than what we could have. We can be renewed. We can be rejuvenated. 
Do you know Moses, the man of God, at 120 years old? The Bible said his eyesight was not dim. His natural force and his moisture had not abated. He had not dried up. I said he hadn't dried up. And at 120, he climbed a mountain. Climbed a mountain to die. And stood on that mountain without binoculars and looked without eyeglasses at the promised land. And died without disease or sickness or being crippling old. I want to know, has God changed? Huh? Oh, friend. Yeah, we're growing older. Yeah, we're going to have some new wrinkles. Yeah, your hair is going to change. Yeah, some things are happening. But how many believe that you can have renewed strength? You can have renewed vigor. It's a common thing. You hear of it. People like F.F. Bosworth preached healing all his life. He looked sometimes 20 years younger than he really, 20 years younger than he really was. This kind of thing you see all along to people that tap in and learn to drink from the fountain of life and watch their mouth and don't talk weakness and don't talk death and don't talk I'm too old and I can't do this. They talk, I'm strong in the Lord and the power of His might. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He renews my youth like the eagle. Glory to God. Sarah must have stopped laughing. I said somewhere in here, she stopped laughing. She stopped judging God funny and began to judge Him faithful. She saw immediately when He spoke to him and said, what's Sarah laughing about? She said, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. And I guarantee you she thought about that all afternoon and she thought about that all night. And somewhere in there, she cut out all that laughing and that silly stuff, and she began to worship God and said, God, if you said it, you can do it. If you said it, you will do it. You are faithful. And she began to judge him, or the scripture, that definition means count him, esteem him, deem him faithful. And that's the thing that begin to work in her. And that's the thing that she obviously began to say. God is faithful. And every time he'd come up to her, you're 90 years old, dear. She'd say, God's faithful. Your husband's 99, woman. Faithful God is faithful. You couldn't conceive when you were a young woman. God is faithful. Well, friends, get this in your spirit tonight and you can whip the devil. You can slap him sideways with everything that he tries to come to you with. You look him in the eye and say, God is faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. Skip on over to the 21st chapter here. Hallelujah. 21.1 And the Lord... Visited Sarah. How? Like he said he would. And the Lord did to Sarah. How? As he had spoken. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to run right now. The Lord visited Sarah. What did he tell her? About this time next year? She laughed and carried on. But what did the Lord do? He did just what he said he would do. He was there. And what did he do in her and for her? Exactly what he had spoken. Why? He's faithful. And Sarah conceived at 90 years old. Bore Abram a son in his old age at the set time of which God had spoken to them. Abraham called the name of his son that was born to him, whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. Circumcised him the eight days old. He was a hundred years old when he was born. And Sarah said, God has made me to laugh. But this is a different kind of laugh. (laughs) This ain't no unbelieving, incredulous Laugh. Mm. Let folk laugh at us. 
we'll have another laugh. And we'll have the last laugh and the laugh that lasts. Now, who you think you are. You know, I know who your mom and daddy is and where you grew up and how dumb you are and how this and that. What makes you think you're going to have that? And you're going to do that. Let them laugh. You just look at them and say, God is faithful. You just hide and watch. Hallelujah. Verse 6, Sarah said, God made me to laugh so that all that hear me will laugh with me. She said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would have given children suck? She's nursing a baby at 90 years old. Looks so good, a foreign king wanted her. Mm-mm-mm. She said, I born him a son in the old age, and the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast the same day that Isaac was weaned. Boy, it pays off to believe God. Mm-mm-mm. Thank you, Lord. The thing that turned her from laughing in unbelief, from her thinking it was too hard and too high and impossible and Science was against it and nature was against it and everything else. The thing that enabled her to turn on the inside and get to where she could believe God and have strength to receive into her body to be changed was that she judged and counted God faithful. It totally changed her insides. Listen to the definition of faithful. Faithful means firm. It means stable, permanent, certain, sure, reliable, dependable. I come from Mississippi. We use small words a lot of times where I grew up. I like the word count. What does it mean when somebody's faithful? You can count on them. You can trust them. You can rely on them. You can depend on them. I'll just say it like that. You can count on them. Have you judged God faithful? Have you set that like concrete pillars inside your being that nothing can shake you from it, that God is faithful? As I sought the Lord about this, he, he, he began to speak to me and show me very clearly that many, 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 many Christians have judged him unfaithful. And some things that, that I had heard that we've talked about before, I've seen in a new light. I don't think I'll ever see it again, how that not only is it not a good thing, God despises it. In these ways that people have judged him unfaithful. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs, don't turn there, but Proverbs 25, 19, confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. What does that mean? Confidence in an unfaithful man. What does it mean with a broken tooth? You go to bite down on something real hard and you get that broken tooth. Ah, you can't do it. It won't do the job and it causes you pain. A foot out of joint. You reach up to put your weight on it to bear the weight and it's out of joint. It rolls over. It won't hold you up. It won't do the job and it causes you pain. And myriads of Christians are failing and afraid to put the weight on God. And rest and cast the care of it over on Him. Why? Afraid He might not do it. Afraid of disappointment. I've had professionals in different fields come to me and try to correct me and say, now you're just telling those people, you know all those things, you're giving them false hope. Or telling people they can believe for this or believe for that. Hey, I didn't write the Bible. I didn't write all things are possible to him that believes. You're just giving them false hope. Why? They're afraid 
to trust. They're afraid to rest and rely on him, afraid like a broken tooth or a foot out of joint. He's going to give way and then they're going to fall and it's not going to happen and they're going to be disappointed. They're going to be hurt. They're going to be crushed. Can you, though, rely on God? Can you put your weight on him? Can you lean on him? Can you rest back into him? Can you give him the heavy stuff of life, the weighty deals, the big problems as well? Can you give them to him? Can you rest it on him? Will he be right there? Will he be solid, unmoved? Will he come through? If you really believe that, then you have within yourself, like Sarah, judged and counted God to be faithful. Hallelujah. I want you to take the time, I want you to turn with me please back to the Old Testament, Deuteronomy. And I want us to just take a few minutes and read scriptures that a lot of you already know. But if you have decided that God is faithful, I want it to be reaffirmed and strengthened in you tonight. If you haven't, then I want you to decide once and for all. Is he faithful? Is he not? He is. Can you count on him? Yes. Glory to God. Deuteronomy, please. And the seventh chapter. People act like that the big deal is getting God to do something. If we could just talk him into it some way or another. If we could just move him to do it. But that is not the deal. The thing is, his challenge is with us, getting us convinced that he's faithful. That he actually said what he said. That he meant what he said. And that he'll do what he said he would do. It's that simple. And we would think, well, that is simple. Listen. I mean, there are whole religions, there are whole denominations built on extracting and, and, and interweaving and, and using all kind of reasons to explain why what he said doesn't really mean that. And explaining it all the way. Well, yeah, he said that, but that just means this and me. You know what they're saying? God's not faithful. You're going to see this clear as we go. So much of what has been said boils down to this. People are saying, you can't really count on him. They don't mean to be saying that. They would deny it as long as the day is. But the Lord sees it that way because that's the way it is. And it grieves him. It's grievous to him. We're going to talk about this before we get through. People say, well, you you just can't ever tell what God will do. We know that's not good, but I want you to know it's worse than not good. It is a despicable thing. It is absolutely one of the worst insults anybody could ever say about God. Have you found Deuteronomy yet? Deuteronomy, the seventh chapter. And verse 6, he said, you're a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord's chosen you to be a special people. He said he didn't do it because you were the greatest in number, but because he loved you. And in verse 9, look at it. Know therefore that the Lord your God, he is God, the what? The faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Ho! Who is he? He's God, the faithful God. Mm. Go to Psalm 119, please. There are many of these, many of these, but I'm just going to give you a handful. Let faith come by hearing the word. Psalm 119. 119 and 138. 119 and 138. Are you there? He said, your testimonies that you have commanded are righteous. And they are what? Very Faithful. Now, you know, that doesn't really fully tell it. I looked some of these words up. That word actually means vehemently faithful. What does that mean? It means intensely, exceedingly much. 
It's about as strong as you could possibly say it. God's words are what? Exceedingly faithful. Can you count on what he said? More than anything you will ever see or ever feel or any thoughts that would come from any other place. His words are faithful. You can build your life on them. You can rest on them. You can trust your life to them. Go to the New Testament, please. 1 Corinthians 1. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 9. What does it say? 1 Corinthians 1, 9. Everybody say it out loud. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Go to the 10th chapter. 10 and 13. 10 and 13. There has no temptation, no test, no trial taken you, but such as is common to man. But what? God is Faithful. Faithful for what? He will not allow you to be tempted, tested, tried above that you're able. He will. He's faithful. When the temptation or trial or test comes to make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. The word means bear up. It means hold up and come out. Amen. God is faithful. He won't let it come to your door if you can't whip it. He won't allow the enemy or demons or the curse or crazy people to come up with anything that you can't hold up under and come over and through. So when the devil comes and sits on your shoulder and says, this is too big. This is just too much. Don't sit there and agree with them and go, I think this is too big for me. I just can't, this is too big, I can't have it. It's a lie, it could not be there if it was too big. Because God is faithful. Amen. If it's there, you can whip it. Yeah. If it's there, you can overcome. And you know it has to be that way because God is faithful. Faithful. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians. Maybe two or three more here before we wind this up. First Thessalonians. The fifth chapter. First Thessalonians five twenty three says, And the very God of peace Sanctify you wholly, completely, that your whole spirit and soul, and that's it. Hmm? Read it out loud with me. Spirit and soul and Is the body included in the work of redemption? Is the body included in God's keeping power for you on the earth? And body. Be preserved blameless. One translation reads like this. It says, be kept strong, sound, blameless. Glory. Does he want your spirit to be strong and sound? Does he want your soul to be strong and sound? How about your body? Body. How? Strong and sound. Unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's through the whole duration of this thing. Verse 24. Read it. Read it. Read it. Faithful is he that has called you who also will do it. He'll do it. People say, well, you just can't ever tell what God might do. 
We knew that was bad. I've known that's bad. I've heard Brother Hagin talk about that for years. I know that. But I've never known it like I know it tonight. It ain't just bad. It is virtually blasphemous. Think about what's being said here. Let's just, you know, let's apply it to you. Would you want somebody to say about you? Hmm? Well, you just don't ever know what die is going to do. That bless you? Would that make you go, yes, I'm very mysterious <laughs> in my ways. Are they complimenting you when they look at you and go, you know, that Keith Moore, I'm just afraid of him. Just ain't no telling what he might do. Did they compliment me? How great of an insult could you have? I mean, what if I told you something? What if you and I had talked about some things? You talked about coming to Tulsa. I said, yeah, come on out to Tulsa and I'll put you up and I'll feed you. And somebody heard about it and they said, you going to Tulsa? And they said, well, I don't think so. Why? Well, I thought you said Brother Keith said he'd, he'd put you up and feed you. Yeah, I know he said that, but you just never know <laughs> what Brother Keith is going to do. I'd rather you spit in my face. I'd rather you slap me backhanded. Doubt my ability, but not my integrity. Did you hear me? That's some of the most grievous things that there is. Is somebody to question your honor, question your word, question your integrity. And how much more a man could fail, but how much more God, who cannot fail, cannot lie, has never failed. And I don't mean two or three, myriads, millions of Christians looking up from the planet and going, you just never know what God's going to do. What did they just get through saying? He's unfaithful. You can't count on him. He might answer your prayer. He might not. He might heal your body. He might not. You just never know. Friend, there is, I can't think of a greater insult at the moment to look up in the face of the eternal one who cannot fail and him tell you what he would do and then turn around and say, you just never know about him though. Do you see what we're talking about? How many Christians have never decided that he's faithful? They have not come to that conclusion. But how about you? I said, how about you? Can you tell what God will do? Hmm? If he said he would do it? Hmm? Never let those awful words come out of your mouth. You just never know. Keep reading, please. Second Timothy. Second Timothy 2, are you there? Verse 11. He said, it's a faithful saying, if we be dead with him, we'll live with him. If we suffer, we'll reign with him. Talking about suffering persecution. If we deny him, he'll deny us. If we believe not, get this, get this. If we believe not, what? Romans 3, 3. Will the unbelief of some make the faith of God of no effect? God forbid. Let God be true and every man a liar. Huh? Every man that says he won't heal is a liar. Every man that says he don't fill with the Holy Ghost today is a liar. Every man that says he won't pay your bills and bless you and bring you up is a liar. What if some don't believe? He abides, he stays faithful. Faithful. Even if we don't believe, he's still faithful. If I ain't preaching to nobody else, I'm preaching to myself tonight. <laughs> Hebrews 10, real quickly. Can you take a couple of more? Yeah. 
Hebrews 10, verse 21. Hebrews 10, 21. We have a high priest over the house of God. Anybody know who he is? Jesus. Let us draw near then with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, our bodies washed with pure water, and let us hold fast the profession or confession of our faith without wavering. And why should you do all this? For He is faithful that promised. Faithful. Faithful. That's why you ought never change your confession. That's why you ought never say anything except by stripes I'm healed. He meets all my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Never anything else. Because He never changes. And if He said it, He will do it. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Two more. First John 1. First John 1 and verse 9. Anybody know that one? If we confess our sins. He might just say, well, you've made your bed hard. You're just going to have to lay there. Now, if we confess our sins, he is. He is. He, faithful. Faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins and to cleanse us. Cleanse us from all. It didn't just say he would do it. It said he is faithful. To do it. Revelation 19. I think this is the last one. Mm -mm -mm. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ha! Revelation 19, 19, 11. I saw heaven open, he said. I saw a white horse. And there was somebody on that horse. And he was called. Capital F. He was called. Faithful and true. Mm. And in righteousness he does judge and make war. His eyes like a flame of fire. On his head were many crowns. Had a name written that no man knew but he himself. He was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. Do you understand that the Word of God is faithful and true? Faithful and true. Faithful. 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 Have you judged God faithful? Have you set it up like an altar, a stone of memorial inside your deepest part of your being that nothing or nobody, nothing could ever shake it out of you and make you say He's not faithful? If the Lord, the faithful and true Word of God that is exceedingly faithful, If God, by His Spirit, by His Word, tells you that as long as the sun rises, that there's going to be heat and cold, and there's going to be seed time and harvest, you can count on it. 
If he tells you that if you sow your seed, you can reap a harvest, you can count on it. If he tells you that you can dwell in the secret place of the Most High and no plague will come close to you and nothing will touch you, you can count on it. If he tells you that when you resist the devil, he has to flee, you can count on it. If he tells you that he will supply all your needs, you can count on it. You can count on it. You can count on it. If he tells you that the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up, you can count on it. You can count on it. If he said you will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, you can count on it. Stand up and praise God. Oh, thank you, Lord, for being so faithful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, praise you. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Faithful God. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Faithful. 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 Hallelujah. Said out loud, I count him faithful. I'd count him faithful. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.